So he it, that's all that was Chandler Parsons worth it? No, but he got it. Now I will say this: you hating on Jitty. He what's I mean? What is, is fine. What does that equal out to a year? Uh, you know, about how many did you say? What's the number? Three nineteen. The extension takes his. Yeah, you're not even getting seven million dollars a year. He yeah. had two seasons on left on his contract through twenty six, twenty seven. So this is an extension. You understand what's happening here, don't you? What? Melton gone. They're going to push him up into that role. They're going to give him a shot. That's true. You know, to be that scoring guy off the bench of that second unit. Like that's that's what this is to me. Is what it says. Rather than going out and getting a, a some of us have thought maybe you need to go get a veteran in that role, whatever it's going to be. Um, somebody a little bit more proven than these, you know, young guys you're bringing in. No, they're they're going to give it to Concho. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, look, and it, to that point, it, I think uh, Harrington's right? been on that. I, that that they were going to yes. bump him up. Yeah, I got He's been fair. saying this for a while now. It's a reward. It's the right? bump up. It's a reward for him having come through. You know, um, the the organization and and having sort of you know been consistent. He was undrafted out of uh, you know where, where was he at? Like Fort Wayne or something? Undrafted out of Fort Wayne. Went with the Memphis Hustle. Then he found his way on, and he stuck, and you know found a way. Like he's not a bad player. You know, he's not a bad player. Is he a good player? He's fine. He's serviceable. You know, maybe he'll hit a couple threes for you. He did have the triple-double last year. So He's career 41% from three. Yeah. Just career. Career 41% 40. shooting from three. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's, you know, that's that, that's that's something. And, again, I, I look at it more as you've been a member of the organization. You've been above board. You've contributed when your name has been called. And so here's a three-year contract extension that's fully guaranteed. It's a reward for John Contra. And look, he's a he's going to be a rotation player. You know, he's he's going to fill some of the the Anthony Melton minutes. I mean, that's what he's ultimately going to be. And you know, with that amount of money, what else were you going to get? Right? I I understand the um, you know, and they, it's like again, there's clearly a um, been a push by the Grizzlies, whether it's been rewarding Kennedy Chandler. Right with the most guaranteed money of you know an American born second rounder, guaranteeing all nineteen million dollars of jog. Like, look, we're gonna we're gonna you know show in good faith that we're committed to you guys. Right? They're not being cheap. They're you know they're these are things that do add up and do matter. Right? I mean, at the margins, I don't know in the in, when it all comes out in the wash what it'll be, but I do think teams notice this, agents notice this, players notice this. They say, man, the Grizzlies take care of their guys, right? That front office is, they, they do right by their dudes. And, you know, sometimes that could be a difference. That can make a difference, you know? Like having a good, you know, and I think it's why you feel good about John Morant because the front office is showing they're going to do right by dudes. You know, a lot, a lot of franchises don't do that. A lot of franchises will commit to their guy and they will say the hell with everybody else. You know, what the Grizzlies are saying is, look, we're going to build this team. We're going to do right by the guys. We're going to show we believe in them. We're going to show them in good faith that we are committed to them. And and if Ja ever came to them and said, I need you to do this for whoever, they are clearly saying, we will do that, right? Um, you know, and I, and, I, and I, they're not being walked over here. John Contra, like you said, is a 41% career three-point shooter. The guy mm-hmm. can shoot the ball, which is totally like – you know, it's not like they just gave one of Josh's friends a $21 million contract here, though I would do that if it came down to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think they probably would too. But, yeah, I think it's I think it's just an illustration of the Grizzlies' front office saying, Started hey, seven games last year, played in 72, yeah. you know, almost 18 minutes per game last year. They're going to give them more opportunity. And, John, hopefully those shooting numbers yep. stay that high yep. with the increased opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's like do right by us and we'll do right by you. It's, it's pretty much what the Grizzlies are saying here. 
Um, they didn't have the guarantee all $19 million of that. They could have structured it in a different way. They could have done a two plus one. They could have done a million different things. But they said, you know what? You've been really good for us. You came, you, you came about it the hard way. And we're going to give you all $19 million guaranteed. Enjoy it. $30 million career earnings for John Conchar, who, like, 90% of NBA fans have never heard of. That's amazing. How beloved is he here? Is he as beloved as Nathaniel Root? Is he as beloved as Kenneth Lofton Jr.? No, not right now. I mean, when he had, didn't he have triple double, and we went crazy. Like he's pretty beloved. Well, is he, he not? We, we go, yeah, we go crazy, kind of the same way because he's like this sort of unassuming. But it's not overboard crazy. That's well, what no. I'm trying to get yeah, at. I mean, here. you can't go overboard, right? Because he, you know, at the at the end of the day, like he's never gonna, he's not gonna be a all star. Well, you got to get increased role here, bro. Well, then that's gonna be interesting, right? That's gonna that's this gonna is, be. He's the your new DeAnthony Melton. Uh, and, and, I, and I know he's very glad he got the fully guaranteed nineteen million because you don't always know how guys are going. It's 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 sometimes easier to 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 sh- be a bright spot when your <clears throat> your role is limited, right? Sure. You come in and you only play six to seven minutes a game, yeah. make a couple shots, and you're doing amazing. Well, what about when that go- goes up to fifteen, eighteen, right? And 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 you're and you're out there for longer stretches. Right. You know, you have to produce for those stretches too. So it'll be interesting to see, like, how does he, you know, adjust to that? I mean, D'Anthony Melton, you know, he especially at home, like he did some good things. Yeah, especially regular season. Yeah. So <clears throat> you know, come playoff time, if you do anything, like if you like play dead, you're you know you're you're an upgrade on D'Anthony Melton. But it, it, you know, it is it is going to be a bigger role. It is going to be an increased um, situation for him. And I'm glad he got 19 million I'd guaranteed. Re- I, John, I'd rather have DeAnthony Melton. Well, they like David Roddy. They, they they traded him away for David Roddy. That's a David Roddy discussion, not a John Conchar discussion. I'd rather have DeAnthony Melton than both of them. DeAnthony Melton wouldn't do anything for you in the playoffs, though, Brad. That was I, the problem. I saw it, but he's a better player. You know, he's a better regular season. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so you have a chance to be a better player in the playoffs. Well, we don't. We don't know yet on David Roddy. But I, I think, and, and I think they they had made their decision and given ample opportunity. I'm just looking at it from their their I thinking here. Um, they looked at it as we've given you the opportunity to be a guy that impacts us I feel, both I, regular season and playoffs, yeah. and, and, he, and he came up short. I guess I'm a, a strange sampler when it comes to when you have the large sample. I always look at the large sample, as, and I get it. Large you, sample of regular season. I get it. I get it. You want playoff awesomeness. Totally get it. Um, but he's also been healthy, you know, um, and his role's changed a lot of the, the time because of that, you know, because he's had un- unhealthy playoff players around him. I, I just like it. I also think he's just a better player than both of them. That's so that's um, that's that's my thought. Well, especially defensively. Yeah. And, and like what he could do there with those long arms. Like, Conchar's not going to give you that. I actually think Melton's going to get a chance to show you some wild stuff with the, with that 76ers team coming there's up. A, there's a chance that the Grizzlies look back in five years and D'Anthony Melton has helped the Philadelphia 76ers win multiple championships and they look stupid. But we don't know that yet because that's 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 not a... That's and, not, by the way, I'm not trying to be contrarian here. I just... I, I just want – this is my the thing that pops in my head. I'm sure there are other listeners that feel that way. But, you know, here's, if, if David Roddy, for example, right. has 35 tonight, I don't know. He, who knows if he will, right? Then it swings, yeah. Yeah, then we'll be coming here saying, man, that was a hell of a sure. – that was a yeah. steal for still, the Grizzlies. I don't know what he plays, though. What does he no, I don't know either. That's I a good question. I don't know about it. Like, you might have – to Brad's point, you might have given up a guy 
right? Look, Something I, you know, at I least in the regular not, season. I even for a, tweeted it. For I said, a guy I, that doesn't I, make it. I tweeted it. I said, I am not a big David Roddy yeah, we guy. we saw it like, when you did it. Yeah. So I'm not, it's not like I'm sitting here oh, trying to, like, to have your doubts. You know, but, yeah, but, but I'm, I just that, think the franchise has made its decision on DeAnthony, and that's why they were willing that, to make true. him a piece yes. to see if another guy can right. be a piece for And I can respect that. They said, you know what, the drop-off between John Conchar and DeAnthony Melton is not so big that we can't send DeAnthony Melton to get a guy in David Roddy who we think can be X, Y, and Z. That's fair. I mean, that's what it was. That's the way they're working. That's, Whether that's it pans fair. out, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, they got a good track record, but I got—we all got our doubts about. But David I would Roddy. say this: like Anthony Melton, dude, you can find that guy anywhere. I, I mean, there was just what does Anthony Melton do? Anthony Melton's that stretch good, defender. He's that good glue he, you need on winning teams. The problem is, is it doesn't translate over to the to the he, playoffs. He can't play off, and, and here's what hurts him: he can't run the point. That that really that's hurt a problem. Him. And separate him from Conchar here. Conchar is not really a point. I refuse to live here today and act like Anthony Melton is some kind of All NBA. No, player. that's not where I'm going with it. But there are plenty of people that said, "Why for David Roddy?" Right, John, and and that was that's fair. That's a fair question yeah, but to Anthony ask. Melton, but look, at the end I would of the day, tell you they kicked those tires on him, yeah. and they gave him every opportunity to go out yeah. and be a difference that's maker fair. for him, especially when it matters, which was playoffs. Yeah, DeAnthony Melton is, is a is a you know solid NBA player, but there are hundreds and hundreds. Plus, how much of more control you? Have, I mean, you know, over DeAnthony, would you have two more years a year? Like at some point, you're going to have to decide whether or not to pay him again. And so, you know, they made their decision. They, they you know they they had seen enough. I suppose of DeAnthony Melton. We'll see. I have my doubts on Roddy as well. Yeah, but again, um, we won't have. We won't know. I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's like you want me to. You want me to make a verdict today, and I'm not going to do that for you. I can't do it. What you looking at me for? I can't give you a. If he's if, one told you he likes DeAnthony, didn't like the trade. If if David, which is fair. Well, we can't. We can't know that yet, though. We can't know. That I'm making a prediction. Yeah, you just predict that. That, that was Brad having an opinion you, and making a prediction. You you're predicting what? I'm predicting that Melton is a better player and will have a better career than John Conchar. You're not you're you're not out on a limb there, right? But that was that's not the decision that was made, though. Right? No, no, it's not. I mean, this I'm is- also one who doesn't look at, a, especially in his role, right? Especially in his role, playoff production from the the eighth rotation man on your bench. I, I'm looking at those two players. Oh, right, like that's what we're talking about, though. We're yeah. sitting here no, arguing about an eighth row. We're talking about yeah. the eighth man on a roster hey, here. July seventh, bro. I'm, I'm with just you. Saying, but like, it does it really in the end? How many eight edge work? I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, like and, and edge work. And do I think the difference is going to like show up for those two? Where it becomes a problem is if David Roddy's not a good player. Like that's going to be where it's an issue because that's you traded him away to to because you believed in David Roddy. That would be a swing and a miss. Yeah, that's well, believed fair. highly in him. I mean, yeah. clearly. Yeah, you traded him. You know, traded back into the first round to get him. Now, Laravia, I I changed my opinion, and I and I not just being revisionist after seeing one game. A shooter like that role, I think, is something that can always be used by the by the team. You know. Yeah. And that was really where Melton fell short. Like, you know, he, he's he wasn't a shooter. You know, that's that's the problem. Now, now, hey, if. If, here's the cool thing, though, and I love being wrong about this stuff. Like, if they put a bunch of minutes under Conchar with this $19 million contract and he's playing, what, 20-plus per game? 25, right? Seventh or eighth man off the bench, like, starting some games because he's got there's too many guys injured at times, and especially now. Like, yeah, maybe that'd be good. Maybe it could be a good signing if, he's, if he can shoot. He can defend. I know that. Yeah, and, and the other thing, like, like you bring up, like, they weren't going to bring him back. 
Like the NFL no. was not being brought back in 2024. So at, at, at least, you, you, yeah, you cut some salary, but you also take a shot at a young player you believed in. Now, it's not the player I would have drafted, right? It's just not. Right. It's David Roddy was not my, my fan favorite, you know. But you know, I'm gonna like I, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt on that one because like their right track yeah, is pretty damn good. I'll do the same. You I mean, know, I'll yield. But I, they're but, good. But I think you know, I think it's gonna be fine. I think they'll be fine. I don't think we're gonna be looking up in January and saying, man, I just missed. I, I missed like the 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 impact of the Anthony Mellon's absence is being felt daily on this roster. I just I don't I don't think I think John Contra is gonna answer the call. That's that's what I think. Uh, but anyway, he did get three years, nineteen million dollars guaranteed, uh, and that is the news with the Memphis Grizzlies. Next story. Brittany Griner has pleaded guilty. She did it all today of bringing hashish oil into Russia, told the judge that she did so inadvertently and begged for mercy. Uh, the move isn't expected to end her trial anytime soon. Uh, I'm reading from the uh, from the ESPN story. Even with a, a guilty plea in Russian criminal courts, the judge is going to continue to read the full case file into the record, and it could still go on for weeks or months. She can still get up to 10 years in prison. Uh, the point was, sounded like from some of the uh, analysts on ESPN this morning that even if you, John, even if you pl- plead innocent, right, at some point if you're found guilty, they want that statement of guilt from you, and they yep. will make you do it. I mean, that's 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 Russia, and so their thinking in this case was, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Maybe we'll be shown some mercy. Um, we'll see, because like we've talked about, we talked about this yesterday. Russian government's just using her as a pawn. Uh, quite frankly, to get what they want done, which is apparently this negotiation with American government to get one of their uh, 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 citizens released from our prisons. And so, again, in terms of the transgressions, what both have done here, uh, vape oil, whatever, you know, cannabis oil, uh, uh, terrorist in the case of the uh, their guy that we've got, doesn't seem to match up, but Russia's dead set on trying to make it so. And so even with the calls to, to Biden, Right from uh, from from Britney's uh, from well Biden called her Britney's wife everything else I saw they they had a uh, a Britney uh, tribute yesterday in terms of uh, at the game they were trying to get up you know more awareness I just don't know how much more they can get done when Russia's saying look we want we want our guy released like we said yesterday you know you you when you go to these foreign countries no matter what it is third world or a place like Russia you're sort of at their mercy. If you're going to, and again, she pled, she pleaded guilty here. Um, if you're going to try to, you know, break the law in these countries, and so it's a tough spot. I feel for her family. I feel for her wife. Feel obviously for Brittany, who's been how long now? Three months? Four, four months? Four this months. has gone yeah. on. Uh, she's been incarcerated, and so again, in a foreign country, you're scared to death, um, and you're at their mercy. Uh, but again, she there in, in, in an effort. There's no promises here to try to speed up whatever the outcome is going to be here. She went ahead and pleaded guilty this morning uh, in that Russian court. Uh, a court, uh, uh, Basically what uh, American court analysts have described is basically a show. Their court system, this whole charge, everything else. The fact that she could face 10 years for this, just a drummed up show as they try to you know, use her uh, uh, politically here to get what they want. Yeah, that's a scare. That's a nightmare situation. That's about as scary as it gets. Um, and... All you can do is hope you, that, that uh, she's back. She gets back in a timely fashion and gets the hell up out of there. Uh, I want to go back to the John Carson discussion because there were a couple angles that we should have mentioned but didn't. One, trade possibilities, right? Could it be, you know, angling and giving yourself, you know, wiggle room with a three-year fully guaranteed $19 million? At some point, you got to match money, right? That's part of it. So $19 million is 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 a way to do that. I mean, that's another angle for it, right? It's another angle to this in, in terms of just the money. Possibly. Itself. 
You know, I don't. I don't. I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying because it, it could. I it could just as easily be like we talked about. Well, what you need another you money piece for the Kevin Big Kevin Durant trade that's coming? Is that what you're trying to tell me, you got, John? You get, you're getting three years fully guaranteed of John Conchar. You got him on that deal. It's a hell of a. It's a hell of a deal for the next team. There's no question about that. I, again, I think this is. We, we're, we're going to stand pat. We're going to bump up the guy we've got into DeAnthony's old spot, at least to start, and then see where we go from there. Yeah, so that's... It'd be interesting, though, if, he's, if this is part of something bigger. Well, eventually, like, you got to have something. But, you got to have, like, you, you got to make money work, and you and you got to have to... you and you and Because Desmond Bain's on a, you know, rookie deal still, so he's not... He would never be a part of that. Um, so you got you to gotta get there eventually, and this is a step towards doing that. The other one, I've seen people tweet this, is that Conchar got extended before Dylan Brooks. Right, Dylan Brooks is on expiring, but I would ask people why is that surprising? Right? Did we? Did people really think Dylan Brooks was like? Do you expect him to get extended? I didn't. Well, I I don't expect. I expect the Grizzlies to have made an offer, and Dylan Brooks just said that's not enough, and so those right. negotiations will go on. Right. They'll, Whereas with right. John Conchar, there was a number he was perfectly happy with, particularly when it comes to guaranteed money. Right. And he'd say, oh. "Hell yeah, let's do it." What? That yes, much? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be more of a negotiation. Obviously, with Dylan Brooks, you figure there's a number out there that the Grizzlies are comfortable with, and that right now, because why wouldn't you have already worked on this or at least floated something to his people? He's on an expiring deal, and right now we're probably in the middle yep. of negotiations or trying to figure out, you know, what Dylan will take, what Dylan and his agent will take. Yeah. Um, so I, that doesn't surprise me at all that Conchar well, was ready to get done. Well, I, and, I, and I always kind of just guaranteed money. I just kind of always assumed that. You know, and I've been on this assumption for a while that Dylan Brooks was just going to be like on the outs. Well, just we, that Dylan Brooks is going to want a number higher than than what the Grizzlies are comfortable with offering. Right, exactly. But with the other contracts they're going to have to pay. Yeah, coming up. And then you know, look the 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 truth is, is Aaron Job Bain coming up eventually. You know, these this this is where you know the deadline. You know, start, this is where you everybody was talking about it last year, but it, last year just didn't make sense, right? So then you get to a deadline situation. And this is where, like, the Jaron injury might matter. Like, where are you? Right? Like, where are you at the trade deadline? Are you, you know, are you close? Are you still, like, treading water? Are you fourth, fifth in the, in the West? If so, you know, then you – but what if you're not? What if you're sixth or you're seventh or eighth or ninth? I don't know. Uh, who knows? You know, I, I, I do think it's going to show up in the, in, in the scoreboard not having Jaron defensively. That's not really a hot take. So – you know, what if the Grizzlies aren't where they want to be? Would that add the urgency to to, to make a move at the deadline? I, I think it has to, doesn't it? I don't get the, the sense that this, this front office is ever going to be knee-jerk. So if they're struggling, maybe a little more than they actually thought by the time they get a, you know to the trade deadline, they're going to make a, a decision based on those the struggles of one, you know, the first half of next season. Right. I, think, I think very, you know, I know a lot of us said it last year. A lot of folks were wrong that the Grizzlies were okay with taking a step back to take a step forward. That's what we talked about with the Valanciunas trade. Okay, that didn't happen. They took a step forward. That, right. that was clear. But if they did again go, and it would be easy to take a step back with Jaron and the news on him with the injury, with the fact that you finished second in the West last year, I think they understand that if that happens, you're not going to panic. Again, you don't have a front office. We've been talking about this all week, John. You're watching Minnesota and these other teams make moves, right? You don't have one that's feeling like, oh, man, all of a sudden we got to go out and make a big splash. Right. You've got one that's been careful and designed and purposeful and taking its time, and I just think it's going to continue to be that. I don't, I don't think they'll make some, again, if the struggles are more than they anticipate next year, that they make a trade deadline decision based on that. 
I think the trade deadline decision will be based on too. Hey, is Dylan Brooks well, ready to? Is he going to offer that contract extension, or is he going to take it or not? Or is that you know is that number going to be too high? Now that's going to play into it. I think more than than the record, the one loss record on the court. Yeah, what they um, do with the deadline. But they give themselves options, right? The more money they have on the books, the more options that they give themselves. More likely, yes, it's just a way for them to reward a guy that's been in their organization, right? But someday down the line, could that turn into you know a business decision? Absolutely. Next story. All right, it is uh, it is Jason Smith's favorite part of the day. Conference realignment hey, update. get yes. me excited about Memphis's chances. <laughs> excited. Spin it, spin it's it. It's impossible to do that, brother. Right. I mean, I've given up on that. Well, then just give us the, the latest. Uh, so a guy named Braden Keith, who is the co-founder and the editor-in-chief of Swim Swam News. we got to get some game show music for this, Brad, eventually, because it's like it really is. It's like, can we get Jason pumped up? about Copper's realignment every single day we're going to give it a shot more and more people coming with me here as the the, the days press on now are you are you are you up on Braden Keith co-founder and editor-in-chief of Swim Swam News no I'm not have you ever heard of Swim Swam News haven't actually well Braden Keith is verified so like he's a he's a respected like Twitter determined that he's a respected journalist right and a determined you know a respected information conveyor source North Carolina Florida State Clemson and Virginia are all negotiating to join the SEC. That's right. ESPN is trying to void their television deal with the ACC. That comes to us from Braden Keith of Swim Swam News. Have we succeeded today? Have you rolled over in bed on this news? You remember when we first started this and you said this was fun? I'm going to forget the Memphis side of it. You just said all this realignment news and all this changing, right? This yep. this new world, this new – it's fun. This is fun. Yeah. You still think that? That was a bad take. It really that was. It's a, a bad take by me. There's nothing fun about this at all, right? The rich getting richer and just buddying up. This is frat boy stuff, is essentially. And you ain't in the frat. Nope. You on the outside looking in. You got to bring some girls to the party to get in. And even then, you might, you still might not, might not get frankly, in. And frankly, it's going to be a lot of power fives <laughs> formally feeling a lot like you when they get left behind, when they don't get, get to, uh, let back into the big boy frat. Right. Because I'm telling you right now, man, they're, they're about to break off, bro. <sighs> you that garbage about the ACC and the Pac-12 trying to form an alliance. You losing, you losing your names. Right. They got, there, there's nothing to stand on and to sell to the television networks anymore. And so the problem is, you once you you cut out all the the little bit of fat that you had in the Power Five, that fat's still going to be ahead of you, Memphis. And so again, from the top and and nationally all the way down, the news ain't good for anybody unless you are the already rich, exactly, already one of the big dogs. That's exactly. I mean, it's, this is this is the rich eating the poor in action right here, man, for real. Um, because like if you're like like we talk about Memphis, right? Think about how Louisville feels right now. Louisville was like one of those, like, they made it, bro. They made it. I don't feel sorry for you if you got a taste of the good life. And now you got to come back down to us. I don't know. That's tough, dude. Louisville crossed I mean, the border, you know? I mean, <laughs> and they did. come on back where we at. They did. They ain't coming back with us. They're, I mean, where where are they going, though? They're not, they're, not getting, they're not getting picked up into the Big Ten. They're not getting picked up into the SEC. They're going to be the best of the rest. But what's that get you, you know? And then Memphis is going to be the best of the rest of the rest. What's that get you? Memphis already is that, right? But I'm just thinking, like, Louisville, man, that's who that's who really gets hurt by this. Memphis does. But Memphis was already, like, wounded on the side of the road, man. Louisville was, like, there. 
Louisville was like at the table, you know, eating. And now it's like they've been kicked out in a way. If this, I, don't, I don't know if this is going to happen. Who knows if Swim Slam News is right. But, you know, programs like that who were on like the, the you know, who caught on to the, you know, the rope on the helicopter at the last second, you know, and found a way in. And they were like, whoo, whoo, <laughs> only to wake up from that nightmare. You don't think the SEC's made note of the fact that we just got new AstroTurf in the, in the stadium? I'm Liberty Bowl over there. Oh, okay. So you, you did you see that? So you trying to be funny? Did you see the upgrades we doing over here? We got the new AstroTurf info. Send it to Sankey. See, see you you trying to be funny? It's not funny, man. See, this is like something I would expect from like a Mississippi State fan or something. This is you. No, I'm playing not, you. No. This is what you would do. Even I'm not going to do that. AstroTurf. Come on, man. I'm a, I'm, I'm talking. We about... We needed it. It's been to, since 2000. Whatever. We're making the upgrades over there. It should impress the SEC, hopefully, or what's left of the of, of whatever we're going to join. Quite frankly, let's go back to your frat party analogy, right? Your frat analogy. Go right ahead. So there, there's a big frat party going on right now, mm-hmm. and it's the SEC and the Big Twelve kind of got one going on, right? No, Big Ten and the SEC are having the, are having the frat party. Right. That's the big frat party. And so Memphis, Memphis is ugly. Memphis is an ugly, lame dude, right? They're in, and they're in, and and would have no chance of getting in that party otherwise. So what Memphis got to do? We can't even bring no extra beer or drinks oh, or no, anything no, no, to no, get no, in no, that no. kind of party. No, 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 no. They don't you, care. You we don't, they don't need it. You, what's the uh, what's the uh, what's the bring dr- some astro some new astroturf? What's they the, don't give what's a hot What's the drink damn. that uh, Wright Thompson always uh, pitches? Pappy. Oh, pappies. You can't even bring no pappy and get in, they man. Don't, yeah, they don't care. You, that, that you don't got care. The they oldest, got that stuff already. You got the oldest batch of pappy. Doesn't matter. What do you? How do you get in? You got to bring some 10s, some 15s, some 20s, right? So, like, who is that from Memphis? I mean, you got to ride the troops, man. You got to get Fred Smith, like, for real, locked in. Like, he's got to be making those calls. Oh, we've been saying his name for years. Well, now's the time. Fred's going to get us in. Now's the time. Cash. Ain't he stepping down? Well, whoever it is, you know, the FedEx. <laughs> I mean, well, give me another one. Uh, you know, international paper. If, if you're if you're a Memphis business, that's who they got to go get. They got to say we're gonna we're gonna do service master. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna commit X, Y, and Z right to to your conference. You know, millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of dollars over the next ten years. But the condition is Memphis is in. That's I mean that's the only way. And I don't even know if that's enough. When you're talking about billions here, I mean, I don't. None of these schools are hurting for money, but I'm just trying to get Memphis in the party, bro. That's the only way. Thank you. We got that new astroturf in, brother. Just want you to consider what all the the upgrades we're making over at Liberty Stadium, Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Will you still watch? First co- time we've upgraded since 2012. Will you still watch college sports? Upgraded the astroturf. Will I still watch college sports? Of course I will. But you're jaded by the whole thing. Yeah, you let you love it's it. All, it's uh, you've been sold this, you know, uh, just bag of goods. But it's it's there's actually nothing there about Memphis and and getting to the big boy land forever. Well, I, I, and you've been getting led I have, led by that narrative forever. Well, here's the thing: um, when you're a kid, you get tired of it. You know, you don't know the first thing about conference expansion and conference realignment and the power five and power two and all that all you know is you know your team you know all i knew all i knew when i picked my favorite team when i was a kid was that that team was fun to watch that team was awesome and you just fall in love you don't get to choose you know it's chosen for you but the sad part is really it doesn't matter 
it doesn't feel like it matters as much what you're doing right now as it mattered that you didn't get in the game earlier, that you didn't get in the game decades ago. You know what I'm saying? Start yeah. this this movement earlier because then maybe you're a Cincinnati that's already you know sort of in the then maybe you're a Louisville. You know what I'm saying? You, oh, yeah. you have made more progress on it because now all There's the no all the shuffling and all the moving and grooving you're doing, like we've talked you're about with the goalposts changing, yeah. it's too it's not enough. And so that's the saddest part is that it's what you should have done years ago that you can't change now. It's completely out of your control. That's probably going to be the thing that keeps you in the spot that you are no, it's, I mean, it's, in the have not category yeah the stuff that's going on with the liberty bowl right now right the renovations and the and the and the real investment and commitment. Oh, seriously yeah 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 i'm, I'm messing around a little bit but they're they're doing what they have the, to the, do the, the astroturf was not part of the damn rollout bro i mean that's like something that again also no, no, well that field uh, they last 10 to 12 years apparently the astroturf fields so they've been about that oh, okay so it was just a lifespan deal yeah yeah, I mean, but the but the investments and the commitments that are happening right now should have happened twenty years ago. Correct. You know, they should have. They these are things that needed to happen then. And you know, it, unfortunately, it was just a a comedy of of errors in a way. You didn't have the you didn't have the right leadership at the time, and there, the, you know, you have to have uh, some visionaries. And I and I think, look, Shirley Raines was a visionary. In other aspects, in other ways, she 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 was more of a visionary for the academic profile. Which, like, look, full credit to Memphis. Like, the academic profile is completely different than it was twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. It's a Carnegie One institution, right? I mean, it's it's uh, you know it's an R one. It's a, it's it, there's some prestige, and and obviously David Rudd deserves some credit for that as well. So they have made strides. Unfortunately, in places that people don't care about, right? The people that are driving around, I don't give a damn that you know Memphis is a R one research university. That don't matter to them. What matters to them is uh, who we playing on Saturday. We playing UAB or we playing you know Oklahoma State, and the answer is going to be UAB because you know RC didn't have the foresight to think about football. I mean that was just he wasn't a football guy. Basketball thrived. Basketball, you know, was high on the hog while football kind of died on the vine. And eventually, Memphis got the leadership that that understood it and that got it and that knew that, hey, like, we have to fix our football if we ever want to do anything. Well, it's Tom Bowen. And the, the unfortunate and the tragic piece of that is by the time Memphis sort of realized it, it was just too late. It was too— Even it, with the great advances, right? right? Even coming as far as you yeah. did so quickly. yeah. Especially again when the yeah. when the goalposts are moving, yeah. and the landscape is changing like sand. Yeah, because the like truth the sand is, sand in the desert is that it takes never the it same. Takes, it takes years and years and years and years to reverse perception. You know, it just does. So all those years, that was just the undoing of the of the you know nationwide opinion and percept it's for perception about what Memphis football was. So that took time to unwind, right? And then you have to. You know, okay, now we're now we're doing this, now we're doing that, but but you know these they, these places they move on, you know, they move on, and and um, I, I again I don't think the answer I don't, I don't think the truth is that we're going to look up and say Memphis didn't do enough, you know, since 20, 2012. You know, I mean they did, they have, they've done everything that you can humanly do, but it's going to be that ten to fifteen year window before that. Nobody that was even instrumental in those decisions. Is around Memphis, is associated with Memphis, has anything to do with Memphis anymore. But, you know, that's going to be the the nail in your coffin is that 15-year window when you just weren't making the investments, you weren't rallying the troops, you did not have the vision that was necessary. And I hate to, like, you know, 
penalize people for that because, like, who knows? Like, it's hard to have foresight like that, you know? And maybe you weren't going to be able to get the investment for football. Football wasn't going anywhere. But, like, the truth is, like, to go back to, like, 96, that was the time, right? They beat Tennessee. They beat Peyton Manning. Like, let's do something with this thing because it can be done, Mm -hmm. you know? Let's 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 get the uh, facility upgrades. Let's get the you know stadium talk going. You know that was like the time to strike. If you just you know all right ninety seven nineteen ninety seven. It's it's crazy to go back that far, but it's like if it would have happened then as as opposed to twenty twelve, maybe you're in a better spot. I, how can you not be? Maybe you're already in the Big Twelve, right? You know, with the other group, but that's a different multiverse. Well, and I think um, not to cut off your thought on that subject though, Louisville, John. They spent, what, $300 million, Papa John Stadium, on campus. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. Like, they, you know. and and They didn't do it then. Right. You had to go heavy. That's where they left you. When the the chips were fixing to fall, you had to go heavy, and you had to be equipped at the time when they're looking at you with the gun. Look, not getting in last summer was just the the death knell, man. That is a killer. It, It really was. I mean, to not be in that four, I mean, that, that, that. It was it was a death blow. Like twenty sixteen never happened, right? Twenty sixteen we were talking about Big Twelve and there was some room, but they ended up doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. When they actually did something in twenty twenty one and you weren't a part of that and you were fifth or you were sixth, it's it's just gonna be um it's just gonna be looked guys, back on. Do you guys think we'll see that two hundred and fifty million dollar uh, Liberty Bowl renovation? Well it's one fifty to two hundred, isn't it? Yeah, well, uh, that's what they're hoping yeah. for. 150 plus. If they got to 250, that'd be great. If they get Call to 100, if they get to 150, it'll be it'll be great. I know that was the lower end of what they're hoping to get. But like we talked about, when you have this kind of the landscape changing like this, and you're trying to tell people, hey, just a little bit more, yeah. and we'll be there. That's, that's a harder pitch. To that's get what people I'm to having believe. a hard time with, Jason. It's like when you see a hundred million dollars, call it 50 million dollars, call it 25 million dollars. It's like how do you how do you fundraise when you're seeing all these things? Going on around you, you know, it just seems hard. Oh, he's got Larry B's got one of the toughest jobs in America, especially when you, especially with the position you're in right now, outside looking in, trying to get in, and what you've got is more people now jumping in front of you right. in the line. That's how the jobs change. You thought you were at the front of the line, no doubt. Now everything has absolutely shifted. Well, because that's like to me, that's how you sleep at night. That's part of why Larry right. takes the gig, I'm 100%. telling y'all, because he it's thinks exactly they're why. close, and I can help get him over the hump, yeah. right? You look at the work that Rudd had done, what, you've, what you're inheriting, sort of, when you take the job. If you tell him now, you show him this landscape, does he even still take the job? Because, again, where's right. the win? Where, where, where's the invitation in? Because yep. it, it's hard to make the case that there's going to be one. Yep. So do you even take the gig no, with, the, with the situation now with, no. college, with the landscape of college well, athletics? Well, because here's, here's how you operate as, a, as an athletic department. Because how right? do you win? You just say, all right, look, we've won. We've, we've gotten to the Cotton Bowl. Uh, we have the indoor facility. You know, when this comes around again, how are we not going to be at the front of the line? We've done everything that we didn't do the first time. That's right, John. And and we've gotten on television and we've had game day. You had you had real, you know, on paper, right? As much momentum as you have ever had as an athletic department from, from the years like twenty eighteen to twenty nineteen, right? That year where Norvell was 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 taking him to the AEC championship game in the Cotton Bowl, Penny got the job at Memphis, you had game day here on campus. This program and this athletic department has never had more momentum than in that time span. So yeah, you're feeling good, you know? You're feeling really good. We all were. And then 
it all just comes Something crashing out of down. your control changes. And that's when it's like the, it, the sky starts to get dark. Which is really the big dogs get even greedier because right. they can. Right. And, and it's there to be had. The television networks will pay it. And that, that part was out of your control. Right. It's what you couldn't account for. Well, look, is, look. is them not being satisfied with all they right. get? Hell, they're going to go in and get more. Forget 40, 50, 55 million we get per year from our media rights deal. How about 100? Let's go join up with some other teams and form a super conference that can get us $100 million a year. Literally, the number that Dennis is throwing out there for these super conferences and what each school will get. Right. Each school, guys, right. going from these 40 to $50 million payouts that they're getting from their television contracts to now $100 million. Why do they want you in there to get a piece of that? That would lower their number. It's it, again, we end this conversation the same way every time, right? You just the boat you don't want to be in if you're Memphis, right? They don't have these discussions at Troy, right? Troy, there is no Troy no, knows what it is exactly, and they know what they're always going to be, and they're and they accept that because they know there's no like there's no path for Troy to be a you know a power five to be a you know a once upon a, a power yeah, and they're pleased with it too by the way well, they have to be right yeah. it's your circumstances the difference with Troy and Memphis is even though Memphis is never been a power five they believe they can be the investment the passion the community the things like that the right? way they've shined like you just talked about every event there in 2018-19 yes. when, when they got the the increased and exposure I and I don't think they're wrong to think that I don't but. What, it doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what you are. And, you know, that's why we're in this boat, man. That's why we're in the situation. It's it's just, it's not a fun conversation, but it is real. And, like, as you see more and more, like, potential developments, none feel good for Memphis, you know? Like, there's really just not a single development out there that feels right. good for Memphis right now. So maybe that changes. I mean, again, every single day here on the show, I am going to attempt to bring Jason some conference realignment news. So far, we are three for three this week, and he has not brightened up yet. So my goal is to get out of here tomorrow by brightening you up. I hope there's some news that comes down that that happens. I don't know that there will be. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's sports station on the free Odyssey app. Download it now on your phone. Smart speakers say play 92.9 ESPN. Yes, I work out every day. This is Sheldon Rosengarten with Mark's Benzdorf Realtors. When I go to the gym, I think about real estate. Not really. I think about which exercises will take the poundage from the chocolate cake off the quickest. Then it dawns on me. Golf is the absolute best exercise. Swinging those heavy clubs, those heavy golf balls and tees, and climbing into and out of the golf cart. It's a good thought, but not realistic. Just like I overheard today, someone said the real estate market is so good that they're going to sell their home themselves. While it might occasionally work, you could end up tying your home up for weeks or months while your neighbor's home sold in 30 days because they listed with me. If you're thinking of selling before you think you can do it yourself, talk to two to three real estate brokers and make sure I am one of them. Find out why people say that when you want the job done, call Shell Dunn. That's Shell Dunn Rosengarten at 483-0546 or memphisrelocate.com. That's memphisrelocate.com or 483-0546. Looking for better paying work? Millennium Search can get you started immediately in Bahalia, Mississippi. General Warehouse and Forklift Operator positions available starting between 15 and 18 per hour. Call 662-985-6690 or apply at jobswiththebest.com. Go with the best today and start earning more tomorrow. Step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no-sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. Again, $1,000 back in free bets. Use your no-sweat bet on players you like to win outright, finish in the top 20, win a head-to-head matchup, and so much more during the PGA Tour. 
See for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. I've loved using FanDuel because of the great promotions they have every day, the safe and secure app, and how quickly you get paid. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Again, that's $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. And one more time, that promo code is Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R. 21 plus and present Tennessee, first online real money wager only. Refund issued to non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Direct auto insurance is for uncompromisers. The people who refuse to make trade-offs in life. Like Kelly, when her old car insurance got so expensive that she couldn't afford to drive anymore, do you think she started carrying her groceries for miles? No. But she did find Direct Auto savings that allowed her to drive instead of compromise. With savings of up to 25%, you too can stop compromising and keep driving. Get a quote today at directauto.com. Savings based on applied discounts and will vary. Terms apply. How you buy can affect price. National General Group, Winston-Salem. I'm Bob Burke, founder and chairman of Burke America Parts Group, a family of brands that includes repairclinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at RepairClinic.com. If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. Employment law is real, and if you feel that your employer isn't compensating you properly, or if you experience discrimination in your workplace, call our friends over at Grind City Law. These guys will help you decide if you've got a case, because when you do good work, you deserve to get paid. Grind City Law is the employment law firm in Memphis. Go to GrindCityLaw.com for more information. Grind City Law, fighting for your employment rights. Reach them at 901 956-5997. GrindCityLaw.com. That's GrindCityLaw.com. Portions of today's program are pre-recorded. Jeff Calkins. I mean, why are you such a committed employee? I mean, to cut your vacation short to come back to Memphis just to get on radio and in studio, I admire you, man. You are a workaholic. Yeah, you know what? For me, it's all about serving the people. Uh, and, uh, and, and so that's why I'm racing back right now through really quite some considerable rainstorm in uh, the land of Brad Carson here in, in central Illinois. Uh, but yeah, I'm racing back because it was too cool there. It was only 61 degrees this morning and I just, you know, I needed to bathe in a hot, hot blanket. And so I'm on my way back. Love it. Um, coming to the right place. What do you see when you see Kenneth Lofton Jr.? Here we go. I was, we were talking today about, uh, about this entire topic on my radio show, and we were ranking the best fat athletes of all time. But we, we didn't have a – and I'm going to get to your question in a minute. I wanted to ask Thanks. you this. We didn't, get to a, we didn't get to a Memphis division of this, right? 
And because I don't think Memphis has had a lot of notable bulky athletes. Pierre Niles? Pierre Niles would be one. Wasn't there that center? The center who had the gun, was he a chunky fellow? Yeah, Dom Woodson. But he was just very. That was a phone. That was a a what? He had a phone. He had a phone. It was mistaken was it a for it was phone? mistaken. Wasn't a gun? It was mistaken for a gun. Oh. It was actually just a phone. Uh, yeah. Wasn't there another one? A guy from Baltimore, a big center who's been. Any others? Any other chunky from Memphis, Memphis basketball? Or, yeah, or any Memphis athlete. Period. It's oh, really Keedron Johnson. Keedron Johnson. Oh, Keedron. <laughs> Keedron the rapper. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yep. He had a few extra pounds. Yes, he did. Shaq Goodwin at one time, but he lost him. No, Shaq, Shaq was never Goodwin. fat. Though. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, he wasn't fat. fat. He was just he was just and he, he got was, skinny. Yeah, he was just bigger. He used to like eat McDonald's and stuff every day. Like he he had a bad diet. Um, you really have more uh, a guy with a name began with a K. K. Maybe not. There, there was there's really more Memphis athletes who've been too skinny. You know, like right. Sam Potter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, Memphis was always, you'd go, you know, it would be the Tigers against Cincinnati, and it was always like, how the hell are they going to compete with us, these monsters, you know? And so it's been much more, uh, Memphis is, Memphis is going to, yeah, it feels like, it doesn't feel like we, we ranked it. Anyway, when I see Kenneth Lofton Jr., I see A, a guy who should have been, I see a guy who should have been drafted, 100%. I think that's clear, and I know it's just summer league and all of that, but I think it's pretty clear he should have been at the very least a second round pick. And then I really do believe, you know, you see a player who is much more skilled than Josh Minot, just for example, right? Do we can we agree on that? I mean, yeah, right now, no doubt. As a skill, just skill. I'm not saying he's going to be better. Like I don't know whose future I'd want, but as a he's more skilled, and to me. The reason he has to ultimately lose weight and get in shape is so he can guard someone, right? He, he, he's not – like, he's, it's, it's, he's a very skilled guy, very skilled big guy. But if he wants to be an effective NBA player, ultimately, he's going to have to lose, you know, 20, 25, 30 pounds and get in better shape so he can guard someone. But, you know, Marcus All once got in shape. He wasn't in shape. He wasn't he wasn't Lausanne Marcus All when he came to right. the Grizzlies. Right, 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 But he right. still wasn't in great shape. And he, he, in the end, totally remade his body. So I don't think you need Kenneth Lofton to do that. But what I see is they have five rookies, five, who have a chance to be a chance. They won't all be. But I think they have five rookies who you can argue you will, it will not be a shock if for, each, for each, each one of them. If in three years it was a that was such a. I'll do it, but any of all five have the capacity. In the three years, if I told you that player was a was a rotation player for the Grizzlies, it would not at this point shock me. How much, if at all, did did him eviscerating Chet? I want to do the Chet side of this, well, especially the early on there. I think Chet did adjust, but did. Like we saw that the the betting markets changed after one game from Chet, right? You made note of that, of how Vegas changed the odds on Rookie of the Year after one game. Did seeing him get bulldozed by Kenneth change anything you think about Chet and his future in the league? Not really, because it. I think we saw 
you know, the good and bad of chat the last two days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the good still on balance outweighs Agreed. bad Agreed. radically. Agreed. And last night, a lot of it was he didn't hit shots, you know. Um, but I, I, I think he, I think even last night, I think, yes, he was bullied and, and he was bullied by a two-way player. Um, but the truth of the matter is in the, the way the league is now, it's like, wait, is he, wait till he goes up against those behemoths in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Well, the NBA isn't a league with behemoths anymore. You know, like you, 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 you don't necessarily, every team doesn't have a giant center that they're going to be deploying against, uh, against Chet. So I don't know that I, I think he will be a rookie of the year, but I do think he will be an all-star. I think he'll be a very good player. You know, I think he'll be an impact player. I think he'll be the best player on that team, even though uh, Giddy looked great last night. Yes, he, did. he still looked great in sort of a complimentary kind of role. Like he feels like a, uh, you know, obviously sees the floor brilliantly. You know, he'll get triple doubles, but you still need a, a centerpiece for that team. And I, I think Chet's going to be the centerpiece for that team. Yeah. Um, any other? Um, I mean, what 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 is your like? You know, because here on this show, like we we care deeply. Uh, we want a we want a summer league championship. Uh, it's just it's just something that defines us, and it's a, it's a it's a screed we try to live by. Um, what's your level of investment in the Grizzlies summer league and, and and the wins and the losses? I'm not talking about the development. I'm talking about the sheer wins and losses and what they bring I don't home. Care about the wins and losses. Well, I mean, that's a, that's a, that, that says a lot about no, you. Oh, he's right. No, 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 no. It's the opposite. I, it's the same reason I love preseason football. Preseason football is the, the one time when I can sit down and watch an entire Bills game from mm-hmm. beginning to end preseason because I, I'm not that invested in wins and losses, but the players fascinate me. I can dream as big as I want about the upside of this, you know, fourth-round wide receiver. And, um, and so... I, I, I'm, my level of interest in the Grizzly Summer League team is very high. My level of interest in W's and L's is a, absolutely no is, is zero. Right. So, um, and I, 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 and to me, makes sense. Nobody cares about a summer league championship, but you should care about the development of these players. And and when you have a team, to me, to be able to have a team that finished second in the West. Um, last year and still have this much of an entertaining summer league team filled with this many prospects or this many storylines. Like to me, the storyline for the first game was, was, you know, Kennedy, like that was great. And here he is. Everyone's saying he's too small and he gets seven stocks the first game, including the game winning steal. And, you know, he, he looked like, like you, 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 you would have hoped he looked. Um, and so I love that. I, I, my, my level of interest in this is really high because the win-loss stakes are so low, but developmentally, it's just fun to watch these guys. Like, is David Roddy tonight going to look as sort of, you know, is he going to have the same lack of impact that he had in game one? Are we going to see a better David Roddy? I'm interested in David Roddy. Like, I'm, I'm interested in all of them, all those guys. The five guys, you know, and then and Zaire, obviously. Um, it, it, I, I, I'm I'm absolutely fascinated. Aren't you? Like, I think this is a, I think it's a, I, I think July stinks in terms of sports, but I think summer basketball in terms of development in the future is a lot of fun. Here's the other so thing. All you got to do is look back to Desmond Bain last summer. Right. If you think it's not meaningful, like, where did we see the Desmond, the Desmond Bain story really take off? It was from last summer. Well, so, yeah, I love that. 
Uh, if you're just guessing today, and nobody's at, nobody's going to hold you to it, but who's starting at the four when this thing opens up? Because that does seem to be, we talked to Rob Fisher about it yesterday. I mean, that's that's questionable, obviously, with Jaron Jackson out, the injury news. We know he's going to be on for a significant portion of the, the beginning of this season. When it's all said and done, who do you think's there? Because it, it, the point he made was, well, you've tried Brandon Clark in starting lineups, and for, right, it's for whatever reason, he's just better off the bench. Do you think it ends up being him, or we're we're looking at a Laravia uh, uh, starting for you, powerful when this thing starts? I think I would probably pick Laravia. I mean, and it's not so much because he doesn't work as a starter; it's because he doesn't work next to Stephen Adams, right? You Fair. Know? Yes, sure. and, and so, right now. Um, whereas, and we know he works, you know, with Tyus. We know that works, and so. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it's either Aldama or Laravia. I think, I think, if it's Aldama, what are we? What are we looking well, at then? I don't. I don't think it's likely Aldama. I think it's more likely Laravia. But but that's the. I mean, it, it's someone. It, if you say it's not Brandon Clark, right. who are the other fours on the roster? You know, and it's it's the two young guys. Uh, by the way, like both first round picks one of whom was had another year of experience under his belt. Um, so I don't totally discount Aldama's chances of being that player. Um, maybe maybe we feel differently about him as opposed to Laravia because we haven't seen, you know, we can dream as big as we can. We, we haven't seen Laravia struggle, whereas we have seen Aldama struggle. And so, but they were both, you know, bigs who were first-round draft picks who, um are reasonably skilled, different kinds of players, a little bit. Like, um, but but I think I think probably I would put my money on Laravia. He obviously uh, he's a good shooter, and his his underlying defensive numbers in college were great. Um, so even though I think there are questions as to how he will defend in the NBA, I think don't you think? Isn't the, isn't the smart money Laravia? Yeah, that's where it is right now. Uh, but we certainly reserve the right to shift that money if and when anything changes. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, so it's you know it's July, so let's just see what happens. Um, look, I want to get you off the Grizzlies for a minute, and I want to talk to you about what's going on in the world of college sports. We 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 know Memphis's place, um, but as somebody that's been here, you know, since '96, and you've seen the changes that have been made, what 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 are you feeling right now? for Memphis and the future of Memphis athletics, not the Grizzlies, right? We know they're set, but the future of, of the Tigers programs that people have so much passion for as you look around and all the deck chairs are being shoveled and it still looks like there's not going to be one for Memphis. Well, I'm, I, typically what I have said is this, is that although it's been really frustrating to not be on the right side of the fence, the truth of the matter is, is that being on the wrong side of the fence hasn't stopped Memphis fans from having a hell of a lot of fun over the last two decades, right? Um, both in basketball, where you make, you know you went to the Final Four, uh, in football, where you went to the Cotton Bowl, uh, where you you know had an exciting brand of football, really the best years of the football program. Even the, so, it's not been ideal, but it hasn't been. Um, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't prevented you ultimately from having fun and from really getting to sort of, you know, having the kind of games and accomplishments that you hope this program would be capable of. So from that perspective, 
Um, I've always tried to remind people that, yeah, sure, there's a certain amount of despair in being on the wrong side of the fence. Hasn't ruined the party to me. I worry now, I'll be honest, that we're getting to the point where it'll ruin the party. Um, where, where, God forbid, something happens to the NCAA tournament someday. Uh, that, that, that's not beyond the realm of possibility. Uh, where the financial gap gets so dramatic, particularly in a time when NIL deals can be struck and whatever else, that it gets to be really hard to compete for players. And where the, you know, where, where the, the yawning gap between the haves and the have-nots, you know, before, even in football, it was, okay, these are the haves. And these are, but we always, like, who are the have-nots who are really good this year? And there's always one or two who are really good, and they, you know, get to the Cotton Bowl, and they're fun. And, and I worry that that, that that level team won't even exist anymore or be, be permitted to exist anymore. I just think it, honestly, I think it stinks. I, I, I hate it for college football and for college basketball because they're not supposed to be the NFL. You know, the, the NFL is fun for what it is. You've got a great limited number of cities that have teams, and, uh, and you've got great evenly matched games every season, every, every Saturday, every Sunday. Um, but the NFL, the college football is supposed to be something different than that. College football is supposed to be, you know, a hundred plus teams with their traditions and their rivalries and their histories and their dreams and you know the places where they tailgate. And it's just not supposed to be. Oh, let's just have the best thirty players play teams play each other all the time. To boil college football down to, you know, thirty six teams that matter seems to me to be pathetic, and I hate it. And then I particularly hate it for Memphis because it's not just that it, it, it feels futile that Memphis will ever, unlikely that they're going to get over the fence. It feels less likely than ever now, doesn't it? It, it feels more yeah. distant than it ever has right now, and, and the consequences of being feel more dire than they ever have. Both of those things, I think, are true. I, I don't. I can't disagree. I can't. And, and is it is it is it a discussion that starts in the li- in the late nineties? I mean, is that where you have to go? Because you know, is, is it fair to say that that's when the war was lost? I mean, it feels like they've made so many advancements, but you know, I, I just go back to that time, and 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 you got lapped by p- at schools that were at that time considered your peers. I mean, is that is that sort of the you know the obituary for Memphis athletics if they don't find a way? Uh, I think that I, I think it is absolutely true that the vision and the ambition for Memphis athletics kicked in too late. Right? Uh, there's no question. I think I think there's been ambition about about coaches, about hiring coaches. You know, I think that has existed. But I think the ambition about pouring, and partly it's because you've always been a you know a slightly underfunded state school, right? Um, it, it just never seemed possible to to the powers that be. And so why it felt possible at Louisville, literally, if, if Louisville and Memphis had a different administrations, would they be in different places? If sure let people, like I saw people killing Shirley Rains on Twitter the other day or whatever, or social media somewhere, um, 
if, let's say Shirley Reigns had, had taken that as number one priority, much like David Rudd did, to get into the right, to, if, if that had, were people even persuadable at that point? Mm. I don't know that for sure. Like, like I, I, I think if she had gone to, uh, you know, Alan Graff and Mike Rose and the people at that point and said, listen, I see the future. The future is football, it's conference realignment. We have to pour all this money into the Liberty Bowl uh, or build a new stadium. We've got to build a new stadium. We've got to do this. We have to you know, pour money in now or we're going to be left behind forever. Would those people have even been, you know, because you can't, you can't know stuff. now what you know you didn't know then. No, no, it's very clearly that was that was the moment to strike, and they did not strike in that moment. That is indisputable, I think. And then in terms of like why, you know, were they just not in a position to strike in that moment as a, as a school in this community, whatever else? Yep. Um, were they were they did not have the internal leadership to strike in that moment? Like I, I, I don't point all 